Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest back in 2005 was a very unhappy person, severely depressed and to the point where he couldn't even get out of bed. He was suffering from chronic anxiety and was just totally lost. Six months later, however, he was an unrecognizable person, enthusiastic about life, positive, excited, and above all, happy. Cody Butler is now the founder of Teen Success and the creator of Teen Success Method, teaching teens unshakable confidence, self-esteem, and motivation. He's been featured on Fox, ABC, and NBC, and has worked with over 2,000 teenagers to date. Hi, Cody. Hi. How are you? Welcome along to the podcast again. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's a, it's a privilege to come back. Thank you. No, that's cool. That's cool. So look, we had you on talking about your book last time and uh, now we've brought you back because you are the founder of Teen Success. Correct. Which I think is an awesome, awesome program. And uh, I'm just wondering if you can tell us a little bit about Teen Success and why you started it, first of all. Yeah, so Teen Success is a program where obviously we work with teenagers and and the goal is to build confidence, self-esteem, motivation, self-worth to really unlock their greatest potential to uh, open their mind and give them the possibility of really having, being and achieving anything that, that, that they want in life. That's, that's the objective of teen success. And, and, and why did you start it? Well, it's, in, it's, it's uh, when I was working as a musician uh, a number of years ago, part of the income of a musician is teaching. That, that's really most musicians supplement their income with teaching. And I was, I was a guitar player. I was playing guitar. So just a lot of teenagers were attracted to that. So I started to work with uh, mm. with teenagers a whole lot. And uh, I've been through a process. You can probably listen to the previous interview for, for, we don't need to go into all the details again of where I've gone from being yeah. very depressed to being, you know, in a pretty good place in a pretty short period of time. And I was starting to, uh, you know, I was working with these teenagers and I was starting to, you know, use it not as counseling sessions, but, you know, we'd have conversations and would start to share this stuff with them and give them a little bit of advice. And parents were coming back to me just saying, hey, I don't know what you're doing with my kids, but it's working. I've never seen, I've never seen my son so motivated. I've never seen my daughter so motivated. And uh, yeah, that that's really important because obviously I don't get paid if the kids don't keep coming back. So it, it you know, that's kind of where it started out. I took a lot of the, the success principles that, that I discovered that I came across that, that were in the book and I started applying them with teenagers and, and the results were fantastic. So it just kind of morphed into working with teenagers more out of just sort of uh, circumstance really than choice, to be honest with you. And over okay. a period of years just ended up working with a lot of teenagers and, and cuts. I thought, well, why not just focus on that? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So how do people come to you? Do they have... Uh, do, do they have a load of issues with their teenager or are they just um, sick of their teenagers sitting in the bedroom? What, what, like, how do they find you and why do they come to you? Yeah, so so the, the purpose of the program, it's not really like, it's not therapy by any stretch of the imagination. It's like we're not looking at taking somebody who's broken and fixing them. We're looking at, uh, you know, taking taking a, a human being and, and helping them access their greatest potential. Mm. 
So generally speaking, well, all of us, you know, without a shadow of a doubt are, are not fulfilling our potential. Mm. You know, and, and some adults, which, you know, some of us are able to achieve more than others because we understand certain principles. So it's not a case of saying, hey, this kid's broken or whatever. It's like saying, hey, how, how do we, what are the principles that are going to allow you to really live your best life? And what are the tools that are really going to allow you, A, to decide the best life that you want to live and B, give you the tools to do that. And the way I approach it is like the first week of the program, you know, I just say, Hey, look, I want you to think of me as, as the genie in the bottle. Don't, don't think of me as like a counselor or something like that. Cause I definitely am not that think of me as the genie in the bottle. Like if you had three wishes, what would it be? Okay. And, and that's what I'm going to help you achieve. That's the goal. It's like, you know, and, and think like an infant, think like a three-year-old, you know, think, what, what do you want? And don't restrict yourself by what you think is possible, what society has told you, what your past experience has told you, what the experience of others has told you. Just what do you want? What do you actually want without restriction? And that that's what we're going to help them get. We're going to give them the skills to really start to imagine a bigger, brighter future and then give them the tools to take the steps to start achieving that. Okay. So do you find, though, that parents throw their children at you or do you find that it's children who are, you know, oh, it's children, I can't call them children, they're teenagers, but do you find that teenagers come and search you out or is it that parents find you or you're referred to parents and then yeah. they say, hey, I've got a teen here, I can't do anything with it, I'm going <laughs> to hand it to you, Cody, and, and please change them. <laughs> how, how do people, how do people, why do people come yeah. to you? How do they, how do they find you? Yeah. So, so, so ultimately it's like, you know, we're, we, we can't work directly with the, like the parents are the clients, right? So yeah, teenagers, okay. are, teenagers are mine. And so like if teenagers directly seek us out and stuff like that, then they're obviously going to have to go through their parents. Because yeah, no, legally and all of, yeah. yeah, we can't deal directly with minors. So we always, we work with the parents, but, um, we have, we advertise a lot. We get a lot of, uh, you know, go through schools, various programs, uh, referral is a big, is a big part of it. So a lot of times like parents will just want their children to, they just know they're not meeting their full potential. So I was, they they just know. Okay. So that was what I was going to say, like what challenges, uh, do parents come to you with as such? Like I can think number one would be, I just want to get them off their iPad or off the, you know, DX or whatever it is. Um, yeah. but are there other challenges they come to you with? Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's a wide range. So I think probably like we always ask it when, when we start working with, with a teenager, we ask the parent, you know, what, what does success look like for you? Cause we say we have, you know, we have a hundred percent success rate. It's like, well, based on what, well, okay. success is different for everybody. So it's like, as a parent, what would success look like? You know, let's fast forward six months. What would you, what would your child have to be doing, saying, behaving mm. like for you? you to say that this has been successful so the most common answer we get to that is really simple it's like i just wish my kid would spend more time with me they'd be in the family in the family environment more they'd maybe eat dinner with us they'd they'd hang out with the family a little bit more basically like most parents are just saying hey just get me a bit more time with my kid that that that's okay that that's probably the most common one and of course that's going to revolve around that's, that's the outcome. Some of the problems that are preventing that are going to be excessive mobile device use, social media, uh, probably some possibly some communication issues that have developed between the parent and the teenager, stuff like that. Yeah. 
So it's looking at all the players. I was going to say, wouldn't you just ban all these mobile devices and then it would be all good? Yeah, good luck, good like, luck. Like, say, right, lock, lock your mobile phones, adults and children, in a box and don't touch them for an hour and then everything should be solved, shouldn't it? Look, I'll give, I give, I give you an example, man. You've probably had it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big, you know, believer in Halloween. So I wanted to shield my children from Halloween to some extent. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need necessarily need my children going door to door saying, "Hey, buddy, give me some, give me something, yeah. or we're going to do something really not nice yeah. to you." It's like, and the, the whole concept of it was just a bit kind of like, I'm like, no, 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 not this is not for a five year old and a three year old. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a bizarre concept, isn't it? It's exactly, like, exactly, hey, exactly. I'm going to beg for stuff, I'm go- yeah. and if you don't give me it, I'm just going to threaten you, blow stuff up in your front yard or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm going to uh, threaten yeah. you. It's a bit bullying, actually, yeah. but yeah, no, it's so cool. So anyway, like the point is, like me and my wife, we tried to eliminate Halloween from our house for the four or five days that Halloween would have been pre- prevalent, right? Yeah, and that that triggered a year of obsession of Halloween. I'm like that backfired on us. Oh <laughs> like my god! The, the fact that we told them they can't participate in Halloween, and we, you know, we took that away. It's like a whole year for a whole year they were obsessed with it, and it's like no, no, no. That's kind of like no, no. Telling them they can't do it is not. <laughs> yeah. No. That and and yeah. Because I suppose it's like everything. If you're told you can't have it, you want it even more, and yeah. But, but so it's, it's like giving them taste. Yeah. So it's but, basically like, I mean, if I tell you something, Claire, it means very little. If you come to the conclusion all by yourself, it means everything. Ah, uh, okay. So, it's kind so of is that, that what you do? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not saying, hey, it's asking the questions that shed light on the fact that what the person is doing is counterproductive. Okay. Okay. So I thought you might have a Harry Potter wand or something that you waved over a teenager when they were sitting on their bed, huffing and puffing and saying, a mum and dad don't understand me. And then suddenly they changed into this lovely, awesome teenager, but it's not that at all. Yeah. And, and look, you know, that's very common, right? So, I mean, when some, you, know, you get that all the time. So they say, you know, my, my parents don't understand me. It's like, well, I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm. I'm not disputing that your parents don't get you, but is, is there a possibility that you don't get your parents? Is that, is that possible? Is there a possibility mm. that you don't get your parents? And it's like, yeah. You know, well, no, I was just going to say, and let's face it, we've all been their age and we've all like every teenager thinks they're doing it for the first time. And you sit there and you look at them and you yeah. shake your head and go, no, we've been there and done that all too. So yeah. And that's an interesting turnaround to actually turn it around on the teenager and go, well, Hey, they might not get you, but do you not get them? And that again, it's like, it's, it's starting to put some, a paradigm shift in their mind and realizing that there are two views to everything. And, and, just, just asking questions like that they've just never been asked. So like teenagers, they, they, they're not, it's not that they're, they're not capable of thinking or coming up with good solid answers. They're just not asked good questions. Mm. You know, in fact, they're really not asked anything most of the time. A lot of times when there's conflict in the house, it's like there's no communication going on at all. It's two monologues, right? It's just two monologues. And, and one, you know, mm. one of the things we do is like, Goal setting, like designing your future comes down to goal setting, right? I mean, that's what it basically, you know, let's just simplify and put it in as simple as possible. Designing your future comes down to goal setting. When we are a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, what goals do you have for your family life? It's like, 
hardly anyone can answer that question. It's like, well, you know, you have no goal, you have no objective, you have no target. Well, guess what you're going to get? Whatever shows up and what's showing up is aggro. Yeah. It's the same with, same with stuff like, you know, well, you ask the question, well, what, what's your goal for your, your physical health? What's your goal for your sense of spirituality? What's your goal for? And it's like, these questions have never been asked. Mm. And when you ask a teenager, you go, what, what's your goal? What's your goal for your family life? What's your goal? It's like you're complaining, you're complaining about your family. You're complaining about your environment. You're complaining about A, B, C, and D. But what would you like to see? What's your goal? And they go, I don't know. It's mm. like, well, do you think, you know, how are you going to get that change if you have no concept of what that change is? It's not a case of when it shows up, I'll recognize it. It's a case of, you know, it'll show up when you recognize what you want the change to be. And it's like, even as, even as adults, it's like most adults have not, could not answer the question, you know, what, what is, what is your goal, Claire, for your relationship between you and your son? And it's like, yeah, just for it to be easy. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I completely understand. And I, I'm sure that if I sat and actually thought about it for five minutes that I would actually come up with some, but yeah. You could articulate it very easily. But uh, but I agree with you. I don't really have, I've not sat down and thought, well, what's my goal? Where do I want our relationship to go and morph into as such? Um, I just need him to stop shouting at me when he's hungry, angry and to go to bed (laughs) when I tell him. And, and that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, and I know we're just being a bit flippant here, but when you go, oh, you know, I just want it to be easy. Well, that that's yeah. an easy goal to achieve, right? We can give him, we can give him some junk food and an iPad, uh, which is true. Yeah, and tie him to the bed. So, so <laughs> yeah, so so you know, it's like I I can pacify my kids pretty easily, man. I yeah. just like, hey, who, who wants some chocolate and some some YouTube? Yeah. Who wants some chocolate and some YouTube? Yeah. It's like they'll pacify. So, but it'll again, pacify like, them, but it's not healthy for them, and it's not going to grow them as little human beings into um, awesome adults. That's the thing. And and, what, and can I complain when they're fifteen years old and all they want to do is eat junk food and watch TV? It's like, well, yeah, you know, who taught them that? They learned that from someone, mm. you know. So yeah. So, you know, it's a case of like, you know, you got to be more like, like I'll think like, okay, well, I want to, every Sunday I want to get in the car and go somewhere with my family. That's the goal. Every, every Sunday I want to get in the car, leave the house, leave the familiarity and go somewhere, whether it be to like, Mm. you know, the opera house, to to botanic gardens, to the beach, to the mountain, whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's just your part. Yeah. Every day, my goal for my family is every day we eat dinner together with no TV. And it's like, my goodness, is that a fight? Yeah, oh my god i'm glad somebody else has that fight and it is i don't like my son sitting in front of tv eating his dinner in the evening um so yeah we rope everyone in though because my mother in the uk is on facetime and my son's there and i'm there but like it's good because yeah. it's sort of like a weird yeah. virtual family but yeah no i agree with you and, and, and the same with the, the yeah. same with the parents i mean when you've got loggerheads between a teenager and a parent it's like we ask the parent what's your goal like they're just going to say, you know, for it not to be so crap or for it not to be so. It's like <laughs> they, they, this is not yeah. this is not so constructive. Do you, <laughs> do you work with the parents as well, though? So you know, uh, it's all good yeah. to actually for the parents to come and say, "Well, here you go, Cody. Here's my teen. Make them into this super fantastic, motivated uh, teenager who's going to be awesome to be around." But you, you, there needs to be potentially work for the adult, I'm assuming, because that potentially might be why, there's a lot of potential in those sentences, might be why the teen is sitting there like, I'm motivated. 
I don't know. Well, it's not, there's no maybe about it. It's like that. Oh. You know, that didn't happen in isolation. Yeah. That just didn't happen all by itself. And if it did just happen all by itself, then where were you when that was going on? Right. Mm. So yes, I, I, absolutely. It's like I don't, I don't criticize parent, parents at all, men, because I, you know, oh. I've got three kids and I know how hard it is. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, you know, they wear you down. They wear you down. And you know, if you if you've got stresses and work and stuff like that, I get it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like environment is is you, you can't ask the child to change without you changing yourself. Yeah. So yeah, we offer we offer parent, you know, every week we offer parenting support. To okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. Look, I, I've run global multi-million dollar projects uh, in my day job, but I have never had such a hard project as my five-year-old. And I only have one, you have three. So like, yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, there's a whole different level of patience and perseverance and education that needs to go on with kids. It's just, yeah, unbelievable. And I dread, I'm dreading him getting to a teenager. There's a lot of traits I want him to keep, but I can see those traits as a teenager being hell of a, a handful to manage. But yeah, like you say, I've got to look at me as well, though. And you got you got to look at a family like a business. So a business that doesn't have a mission statement and a value statement and, and a philosophy mm. and an ethos will not survive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you know, fair. And again, it's like, you know, I, I know families where, like, they're not perfect. Like, no family's perfect, but they're well-rounded children that are well-behaved, that don't have any bad habits, that are respectful, that are engaged in society in productive ways. And, and for all intents and purposes, it's like, okay, well, if my family turned out like that, I, I will give myself a pat on the back and yeah. say I did a good job. Yeah. And again, it's like, I, as, as, a, as a family, you've almost got to sit down, or as a leader of a family, for sure, you've got to say, okay, this as a family is what we're about. This mm-hmm. as a unit is what we're about. And it's like, you know, we're, we're going to have uh, like community. There's going to be a period every day where we have community with each other. Mm. Our family has community every day. And it's like, you know, there, there's going to be a price to pay for that. But like, you got you got to start with the end in mind as well. And it's like, yes, there's going to be a price to pay today, but the price to pay down the road is going to be massive. Yeah. If you don't do that. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't think people sit down and actually think, like you've just said, where you've got to think about the family unit as a business as such and the fact that you have a mission statement and what do you want that family unit to actually represent? I think we're just all trying our best to get through this as easily as we can, but it's actually thinking about those things that would make it a lot easier for us. Well, it comes down to the, you know, I would say you can pay now and play later or you can play now and pay later, but either way you're going to pay. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, it's easy. It's easier just to, to to play now and kick the can down the road because you're tired. It's like you know there are some days where I'm like, oh, just you know, my wife's just like, let him just watch, <laughs> let him watch Blippy, just let him watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't, we can't give in, we can't give in yeah. to this because yes, yes, you know, it's going to give us some peace and quiet now, but down the road, like when he's 15 years old and we physically can't make him sit down when he goes, when we go, hey, look, sit at the table and eat your dinner with us, and he goes, what are you going to do, make me? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no we, I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, it's about, it. So how do you, so how do you, how do you do that? How, like, cause, cause if you've been all the way down that road and then now 15 or whatever, and we're now looking at setting new boundaries. So is that opening up a dialogue with that teenager to find out what they want to do? Um, yes. Because at the end of the day, 
although they may be a teenager and your child and you may believe that you know them, they are their own person, I suppose, and they have their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own direction and everything like that. They're an individual themselves. So is, is it actually then understanding what they want as an individual? And that may not be what you want as a person for them. That, that's exactly right. You've got, to, you've got to accept their autonomy and you've got to understand their autonomy. And it's like, you're not, you're not going to, you know, it's like whenever I start working with, with, with parents and teenagers and stuff like that, I talk to the parents, they go, my kid's not going to want to do this again. I'm like, they, none of them do. Don't worry about that. I'm like, you know, that's not unusual. <laughs> like they, but they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they're saying no to. They don't know what they're saying no to. Yeah. I'm like, you just got to get them to the first session. And the way you do that is you've got leverage over them. So it's like working with a, someone dealing with school refusal recently, very, you know, quite recently. And okay. the, the mother's like, she's not going to do this. I'm like, she's not going to want to do this. I'm like, no, she's not. But you've got leverage in the fact that she's not going to school this week anyway, is she? So the only issue is, she's, is she not going to go to school with grief and aggro or is she not going to go to school with peace and quiet? Like the outcome's not in mind. You know mm. she's not going to school this week. So yeah. you've got some leverage there and you can say, hey, look, I understand you don't want to go to school. I get that. But, you know, like... I'm willing to let you take the whole week off. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up once. We're not going to have the, the same fight we have every single morning for the rest of the week. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to fight with you. The week is yours. You don't have to go to school. That's what I'm going to give you. But in return, I want you to give me 30 minutes to this. If you give, if you give me 30 okay. minutes, I'll give you for five days. Can we do that? Can we, what can we do that? And it's like, it's just kind of like that it's starting into a give and take relationship, right? It's like, okay, well, I'll give you something. You mm. give me something in return, the reciprocation principle. Okay. And it's like, now we've got them for that 30 minutes. Now we can start to work with them and start to go, okay, look, uh, basically the, the, the question that came up earlier on, like, Hey, my parents don't get me. It's like, well, yeah, that's true, but you don't get your parents either. Yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> can we explore that for a second? So you're actually facilitating like the communication between the teens and the parents and stuff and actually then re-establishing that communication that potentially we had when they were like five or six or whatever. And then as they've got older and you've like grown apart and there's been other factors that have actually sort of influenced that. Do you um do you find that there are certain traps that teens parents fall into that potentially if like somebody like myself who's got a five-year-old that we could look at developing and changing now to stop that trap from happening as such yeah so so one, one of the things that, that that I do with my five-year-old is I rarely ever tell him to do anything okay like or I rarely tell him no to stuff so he'll say like I, like I, he wants, he's obsessed with M-rated movies right now for some reason. Like you know, just just you know, it's like he wants to watch M-rated movies. And you'll go yeah. on, you'll go on Netflix and you'll find an M-rated movie. And he goes, "Dad, can I can I watch Grown Up Hulk? Yeah. Well, can I watch Hulk Gladiator? It's M-rated, Dad. I think it'll be yeah. all right." And I said, "All right, EJ. If you think that's a good decision, go ahead. Go ahead." Yeah. And he's like, "Well." what's going to happen if I do it? I'm like, well, is it a good decision? Are you making a good decision? And he goes, I think so. I'm like, then nothing's going to happen. Is it nothing? Yeah. If you 
make a good decision, nothing will happen. But if you make a bad decision, there'll be a consequence. And he's like, well, what's the consequence, Dad? I'm like, I don't know, but it'll be bad. And you don't need to worry about it because you've just told me this is a good decision. So go watch your, go watch your movie and I'll come talk to you afterwards. And he's like, hmm, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to watch it. And, and it's, it's kind of like that, you know, it's like, it's not uh, necessarily. So no, just you getting can't. them to think. Getting them to think. Exactly right. It's just getting them to think. And it's like the same with the example that we've used. Hey, you, your parents don't get you agreed. No, no argument. But is it possible that you don't get your parents? It's like, oh, never thought of that before. Yeah. You know, my parents just my parents just make me feel this, that, and everything else. Well, is it is it possible that you make your parents feel this, that, and everything else? Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because and it, and moving them down that way. It's like this. I mean. This is this is you and this is your kid. The distance from here to here is the same as the distance from here to here. Yeah. The the distance of disagreement. So however upset you are with your parents, they're that upset with you. The distance is exactly the same. It, the distance is exactly the same for, for both of you. Yeah. So it's really get it's really getting them to, to to start thinking about these things. And then, you know, once you once you get the goals set, then that directs the behavior. So once you've set the goal and you go, okay, you know, people, teens will say stuff like my, my goal is just to have a better relationship with my mother. Right. Because they don't like the grief. It's like, oh, I just like to have a bit of a better relationship with my mother. And you can start asking the question, yeah. well, how do you think that action will impact that goal? Do you think that'll bring you closer to your mother or do you think that'll move you further away from your mother? Do you think that'll bring you into more harmony in the family? Or do you think that'll bring more conflict into the family? What do you think? And they go, well, It'll bring more conflict. It's mm. like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but like you now own the consequence. You own it. You, you know, before we had this conversation, you could say, well, I didn't realize if I did that, it would have that outcome. It's like, you go do what you want. You, if you want to go throw that hand grenade into the, into the living room and just run for cover, go for it. But it's like, you own that outcome now. And that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, you know, teaching, te- you know, with EJ, I te- telling him like, Hey, you decide. I'm like, you, you, you can make the decision, but I'm going to give you the information that you need to understand the outcome. And when you get that outcome, you own it, buddy. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. There's no victim mentality then, is there? Because there's, there's no, no like, going, oh, well, it was what, you know, it's my mum's fault or whatever, or my dad's fault or the dog's fault or whatever. They're owning that outcome. And then do you review, like, how often do you review with these? Do you review on a weekly basis, a monthly basis? What, what goes on then? And, like I'm assuming rightly or wrongly, but I'm assuming the period of time that you spend with the teen and the parent and et cetera, it can vary with the different situations that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, So we're looking at, we evaluate every two weeks. We look for, for progress reports every two okay. weeks from the parent. Cause obviously when we start working with the teen, like the, it's not a, it's not a one size fits all. It's like, yeah. Yes, we want a well-rounded human being to come out of the other side, but it's like, yeah, maybe maybe some parents want them more directed towards study. Maybe some parents want it more directed towards less school refusal. Some parents want it directed towards uh, better academic results, stuff like that. So mm. there, there, there are results that you want to see in everybody that's universal, which is more confidence, more self-esteem, greater motivation, self-worth, self-image, stuff like that. But then those, yeah. you know, that 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 gets directed off in certain certain channels. Like we're going to direct this self esteem into grades. We're going to direct this self esteem into sporting results. So it, that that just varies on the on the parent, the outcome that the parent. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. 
So do you, and, and I know I'm putting you completely on the spot here, but have you got an example of anything, you know, any situation or scenario, um, and obviously no names, but like the, where you've been really successful and turned a situation around? Yeah, so so like, I wouldn't say all the time, but like, you know, all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so again, like a couple of weeks ago, we started with a new student a couple of weeks ago, well, it was about a month ago probably. And her parents were just adamant, adamant that she wasn't going to participate, that she was, you know, they're like, we're just going to warn you. She's probably not going to show up. If she does show up, she's going to be rude. She's not going to be into this. She's going to be super difficult. And oh I'm like, just, just chill, just chill. <laughs> just, you know, she was, this, this girl was so into it from, from, from like, for about the first 20 minutes, she put up some resistance. And then after that, it was like she was so into it. And then like four weeks into it, she's asking, she's like, I'm going to ask my parents to purchase extra sessions, which is, which is a great example. I'm like, look, look at the attitude that that parent had of that child. Yeah. I mean, no wonder the child was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, again, like that happens, that happens all the time. It's like, look at the attitude mm. that the parents had to what they had such low expectations of that child. They put such, yeah. they had such negative expectations. Yeah. They, they, they expected her, they, they expected the worst version of her to show up in public. They expected it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes into it, it's like, you know, again, it's like as a parent, it's like your, your, your child is just living up to your expectations. Your child is just living up the expectations that you're placing upon them. It's like, yeah hold them accountable to a higher standard like you know one one of the most powerful things that i say is like you know i'm i'm just disappointed i'm just really mm. disappointed yeah <laughs> you remind me of my mother but I'm yeah just really no, disappointed <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah i mean yeah you say that all the time it's like it's almost better like when people say that to me i'm like i prefer it if they get mad at me it's like shout at me be angry that yeah. it, it, you know yeah. i can justify my screw up when somebody yeah. goes to me, look, I expected no, from you, Cody. I expected better than that. From everybody else, I would accept that. From you, though, no. That, that that's yeah. that's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> so, do you find also, though? I mean, on the other side, is it that the teens turn around and they uh, they basically? although they're against you to start with, they actually then start to warm up to the situation because somebody's listening to them now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one, one of the things we do at the very beginning, like, you know, we tell the kids, Hey, look, you know, this is, this is between, this is not going to be disclosed. I mean, this is not, this is not counseling or therapy. It doesn't have patient doctor privilege. It's life coaching at the end of the day, it's success coaching. But I'm like, we're not going to, we're not going to tell everything, you know, this is for you. This is, this is private. Unless you're going to, you know, indicate that you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, then we'll divulge that to, to your parents. Mm. But this is mm. not about us getting what your pet, turning you into what your parents want. This is about uncovering what you want out of life and then showing you how to get it and showing you how to get it. And that's what I'm saying. The mm. genie analogy is like, you know, this is not therapy or counseling. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're a whole human being. Yeah. <laughs> you're a whole human being. Well, and that's right. And I suppose you're then focusing on what the teen wants and where they want to go. So it's not about their parents and all of that stuff. It's like, well, what do you want as a person? Imagine me as the genie and we take it back to how we, where we started from really. And uh, you're then focusing on getting the teen to where they want to go. Um, and the parents, it's just a bonus for the parents because the teen is then motivated and, you know, out, 
trying to get what they want. Yeah, look, it, it's it's like this, Claire. I mean, you, people go, "Oh, my kid's not motivated. My kid's not motivated." So it's, it's nonsense. They got all the motivation. They're motivated to watch YouTube. They're motivated to get on the iPad. They're motivated to get yeah. on the phone. They're motivated to do the stuff you don't want them to do. They're not lacking motivation. What you mean is my motiva- my child is not motivated to do what I want them to do. Yeah, that's a fair statement. And it's like, well, let's look at it. Why why wouldn't they be? Why would they be motivated? It's like you're asking them to get off a video game, which is eight out of ten satisfaction. To, to do a four out of 10 satisfaction task. Mm. Yeah. Like put the trash out or something what, like that. Yeah. What, what on earth, why, why on earth? Like as an adult, it's like, you know, would, would you turn off a TV show that you like as an adult to watch a TV show that you don't like when there's no reason to do that? <laughs> yeah. How, how motivated. And it's like, you've got to understand like, what are the kids getting from the video games? What are they getting from social media? What needs is it meeting? Mm. And then you have, if that's an eight out of 10 activity, you've got to replace it with a nine out of 10 activity. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, I remember like, I'm not a morning person, but I'll get up in the morning. Like when there's stuff I wanted, I was really lucky. I got to fly first class from, from England, from Sydney to, to London, not too long ago. And it's like, I had to get up at like four in the morning to, for the limo to come pick me up and stuff. It's like, and I'm not a morning person at all. Do you, do you think I needed an alarm clock? Mm, no. Do you think I was motivated to get out of bed? Do you think I was do you think I was suffering from lethargy and tiredness and lack of it's like maybe you know, if you were flying economy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, my story up to that point was like, oh, I'm just not a morning person. Oh, I just don't have motivation in the morning. Oh, I just don't have energy. You know, BS nonsense. You have yeah. all the energy. You just don't have any reason to find the energy. Yeah. You don't have any reason to it's like you the the, the bed is more attractive than getting up. Mm. So that's where it's like, you, you want to get the kids off the video games. You want to get them off social media. You want to get them doing the things. It's like, you've got to have them create a compelling future or a vision of a compelling future that is more compelling than the present. Yes. Yes. And if you don't do that, it's never going to happen. No, that's right. That's right. And then you're just going round and round in circles, trying to motivate them with something that you want for them, but they don't necessarily want for your, themselves. And they just go, and they know that they're like, this has got, you know, it's like, you don't care about me. Mm. Mm. You don't care about me. You just care about, you know, you want my grades to be good. So you yeah. can tell your friends or you want me to polish my shoes. So I don't embarrass you in public. It's just, it's, it's about you, 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 you as the parent, it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. The teenager. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and I don't, I don't say that, you know, negatively to parents. It's like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand that that's, you know, having that impact and stuff like that. No, but it's a transition, isn't it? Because we've been involved so much in their lives as they were little people growing up. So when they're five, six, seven, you know, you're teaching them and, you know, they have a motivation that's that's different because they're wanting to please you. They're wanting to be with you. But then things start to change when they start getting older and being coming a teenager because they then want to become their own people. And I suppose uh, with their own thoughts, they've got their own thoughts, their own ideas and all of that stuff. And that transformation and that change from a parent's perspective is quite difficult. And in a way, we're then not recognizing them as their own human being, their own self person. And that's maybe a disconnect as to you know, where they are from teen to, you know, adult as such. No, look, it's really, really interesting stuff. Um, So look, can people, uh, how do people engage with you if they've got a teen that's needing motivation or they just want to 
um, speak to you about these sort of things? Where do they where do they come and speak to you? Yeah, so team, teamsuccess.com.au is a good place to start. So we've got a bunch of articles on, you know, we, we post new articles every week and okay. uh, podcasts and stuff like that. That's a good place. So you can find me on Facebook. Is it- do you do you also do like, do you go around schools and do you do like motivational talks yeah. in schools and things like yeah, that as well? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay, good. So, uh, and are there, is there anywhere... Do you do separate motivational talks and things um, outside of the schools and outside of the website? Yeah, so, so open to all, all of that stuff. So, I mean, if you've got like a, a bespoke event or something like that, or, yeah, somebody somebody approached me the other day. They have, uh, uh, they're working with troubled teens that have gotten into trouble with the law. And they're like, mm. you know, could you come in and, and do, do a program for these troubled teens that are in trouble with the law? Maybe, you know. Give them some different perspective. Yeah. So if people, so if people are, and, and I know we're just talking about te- eighteen or teens and parents, but exactly that's sort of what I'm thinking. If you do other events and people sort of like listening to this and go, oh, maybe we can get Cody down to uh, talk to our group on motivation because we've got, yeah. you know, I don't know, teenagers or whatever, and um, yeah, we just want to educate them in like getting motivated, yeah. getting what they want as such and and getting to that happy place because obviously you've got cut the bullshit and no nonsense guide to happiness as well. So um, which is the other podcast that we spoke yeah. about, which is obviously, you know, teens need happiness too. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. That is cool. So look, I'll actually post all in the blurb, which goes with the YouTube channel and also the podcast links to where you are and where people can talk to you. And if anyone's got any questions, they can just message you on those websites. Yeah, there's, can there's they? a contact form. So Cody Butler, I mean, this is the face. You can you can find me on. <laughs> <laughs> and do you your, have your, a do you have a teen success like um Facebook page, like a Facebook page? Yeah, that, there is, there is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes, there is a teen success like business page for Facebook, Facebook fan, okay. fan page as well. So you can you can leave a message on you just leave a message on there and we'll get back to you as well. So yeah, lots of ways, but the, there's a contact form on, on the team success website that that's an easy way to just fill out that contact form. Okay. That'll, that'll come to us. Uh, look me up on Facebook, the, the, the fan page on Facebook. Yeah. Lots of ways to get a hold of me. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. And look, one last question. If you awesome. were, um, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell your 18 year old self? Um, if you could like, meet them again, meet them and talk to them. I tell me to enjoy the ride. Okay. But you've been on a hell of a ride. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like looking back, I'm 40, I was 46 last week, actually. So look, looking back with, with, you know, retrospect and a few more gray hairs than I had a few Mm. years ago, I, I can see that like that, that period of time that I went through that was very, unpleasant was absolutely necessary for for me to be refined into the person that I'm ultimately going yeah. to become it's like I never I never could have or I never would be able to achieve my full potential and my ultimate purpose for being here without having gone through that period so the difference now really is um you know a couple of things I tell myself a uh, really really good statement to internalize is this is a season and it too will pass yeah so yeah. So whenever I'm going through something, you know, I go, this is a season and it too will pass. And it's necessary for me to reach my fullest potential. I don't know what that is yet, but yeah. I just accept that this is necessary. So 
Whereas when I was 18, I was questioning a lot of stuff. I'm much less questioning yeah. now. I'm just like, okay, this is necessary for me to. I sometimes wish that what I knew now, I could just hop back into my 18-year-old body and then just live my life through again. However, like my life would be then probably so different and I would like be learning completely different lessons that I haven't learned. But yeah, look, I agree with you. Like no pain, no gain, I think. And that's a typical 70s saying, I think, isn't it? Like a Jane Fonda saying or whatever. But like um, it's no pain with... Yeah, no, no pain, pain no, gain. no gain. It's like, you know, uh, you need to go through the pain to grow and like gain in, in you know, all of the other skills and stuff that you need to sort of have to move forward in life and become the person that you're meant to be, I suppose. So that pain is there. That's right. The pain, the pain is yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, look, thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. Um, you. As always, like there's so many insights that you uh, – you talk about on these podcasts so um yeah look let's hope some people um engage with you and get some more teens out of the bedroom awesome thank you so much bless you cool. thanks Cody bye-bye hey everyone thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts if you'd like to support us further share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com We are also on all the usual social media platforms Insta, Facey and Twitter Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon Be kind to yourself and remember no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.